right, Michelle Healy, how are you? What's what's been happening with you? I'm good, Benny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, you, so you're in the paramedic service. That's that's pretty cool. That um, you're doing that as well. You know, I'm a volunteer bushfire fighter. I was in the 2019-20 bushfire season. I got the Premier's Bushfire Award. Did you uh, help out with any volunteer rural fire service members? Uh, yep, I was actually working um, with New South Wales Fire and Rescue at the time of the 2020 bushfires. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was on the front line um, as a paramedic for any of the firefighters that may have found themselves in trouble. So I also got one of those um, Premier Awards as well. Yeah, it's nice. I got mine handed to me at uh, at Brinjelly as well. Yeah, it was, it was good. I remember the 2019-20 bushfire season. It was a weird time. It was a weird time, the 2020, uh, 2019-20 bushfire season. Yeah, it certainly was. Um, it was, you know, a horrible time of year and affected so much um, of the state, uh, so much devastation, so many people lost their homes. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, sort of glad to put that behind us. And that's it. I mean, a lot of people were cranky at the Prime Minister as well back then too. And it made me look. Uh, it made me appreciate how lucky it, I am to have a roof over my head, because I, I went down to I went down to Bargo and uh, I think I went to Picton. It was quite a quite a hot day too. It was all smoky and, and all that. Yeah, it was um, very eerie, um, particularly around the uh, the Camden area because we had it coming in from the mountains out, out the back of. Um, Oakdale, you know, around the back of Picton and Bargo. So, yeah, we're kind of surrounded in it, weren't we? Mm. So what, what's uh, what's been your story to be become a paramedic? Are you doing that full-time or part-time? Yeah, so I'm a uh, full-time operational um, paramedic. Um, mm-hmm. I'm based um, in Sydney Southwest, uh, out at Liverpool is my home station. Mm-hmm. And um, I've been paramedic for eight years now. And currently, I'm on secondment over to Fire and Rescue New South Wales. So my role there is as a clinical training officer um, to train up all the fireys in their advanced resuscitation. Mm-hmm. Is that hard to get into? Because I know... It is. It's quite... Yeah, it's it's um it's quite challenging uh, to get in. There's um, obviously a university degree that needs to be done in paramedicine. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's limited jobs as opposed to the amount of students that are actually applying. So it's it's a very competitive uh, field to get in. Um, and then once you're in, it's uh, quite a stressful <laughs> stressful job, as you can imagine, and particularly right at the moment, given the times that we're, we're in with COVID, mm. um, where our resources are stretched to the max, uh, as you can appreciate. Um, however, um, paramedics are very resilient and they're, um, they're pretty good at um, living up to the task. Mm. No, exactly. I mean, I, I was I had a guest on the podcast about this as well. I mean, uh, yeah, not many people can get in uh, to become a paramedic as well, or a paid firefighter. I mean, I'm I'm a volunteer, but um, no, that's awesome that you're doing that. Um, I run a local hands-on, my business is called Hands-On First Aid, so a local um, first aid training business Mm -hmm. um, in the MacArthur region, just out at Smeet and Grange. Uh, I've been doing that for um, just over five years now, Mm -hmm. um, which I love. I have a couple of paramedics that uh, also work for me and 
and do the training. So just getting that um, that good quality training out there in the community um, so that people are confident um, to provide first aid, to be able to do CPR um, should the, the need arise. Mm. Yeah, because first aid's always changing all the time as well. Uh, I don't, I've never done a first aid course. Maybe something I'll do in the future with the RFS. But do you have to always upgrade your certificate all the time? You do. So your first aid certificate um, gets re- upgraded every three years mm-hmm. and the CPR certificate is, is every 12 months. So it is, um, uh, you know, an ever-changing sort of skill. Um, there's there's always things advancing in first aid, um, you know, old wives' tales, you know, that we used to sort of live by first aid uh, mm. as research um Progresses, um, we find out that maybe some of those skills are not uh, quite as useful as what we used to think they were. Mm-hmm. And so um, techniques are changing, you know, technology is changing. Um, so, you know, obviously first aid changes uh, all around that. So, yeah, you do need to renew your certificate uh, quite frequently to, to be abreast of all of those skills. Yeah, that's so cool. Do you do meditation and how do you, how are you looking after your mental health? Because me as a volunteer firefighter, when I come back from, from like a big day, I just want to just forget about it, have a shower, go to bed, and do what I do. What about yourself? Uh, yeah, so, you know, it does take a sort of, it, it takes a special person um, to be a paramedic um, because obviously, you know, we're faced with situations, we see things that, you know, the, the average person uh, wouldn't see. Mm. Um, so, you know, each individual will have their own strategies in the way um, that they deal with it. My own personal strategy is that, you know, I go in knowing that I'm going to do the best job that I possibly can um, with the skills and equipment that I have available to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, a lot of the times that works out as a, a, a good outcome for our patient, but sometimes um, it doesn't matter, you know, how quick we get there, the best training, the best equipment, um, there's going to be things that are beyond our control and we can't always save everybody. And I think if you can accept that as a paramedic, um, then that sort of puts you in a really good headspace to be able to, to deal with, you know, the traumas and uh, not just trauma. I um, mean, you know, people think, you know, the worst part of the job is seeing all the blood and guts. Um, but, you know, we have to deal with people's emotions. We're dealing with family, dealing with their emotions. Um, so, you know, we've got to be able to manage all of those um, types of scenes. And um, it's uh, it's a skill that you develop over time. And I think um, particularly once you start having your own family, you can bring some of those skills that you implement at home uh, into the job to, to help you uh, on, your you know, your day-to-day work. Mm. No, that's so cool. Yeah, and, uh, that can even happen to volunteer bush firefighters too. The whole PTSD as well. Um, but yeah, you just got to switch. The, I I just switch the news off and not pay attention to it at all. You know. Yeah, well, I mean that's it. You know, you've you've got a job to do, and um, go in and do your job to the best of your ability. Um, and the outcome will be it's the outcome. You know, we a lot of times we can't control what the outcome is going to be. Um, but, yeah, so uh, I like to, um, you know, go for walks, walk the dog. Uh, mm-hmm. I like to come home and socialise. Uh, you know, and they're all my sort of uh, methods that I deal with, um, you know, with my job. Um, I think it's, you know, if you start to get into some of those bad habits of, you know, drinking your way through or, or taking drugs to, to deal with um, the situation, that's probably when you're not in such a good headspace and you probably need to seek some assistance to help you get through it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, for me, it's also going bushwalking, doing yoga and meditation as well. And, uh, you know, hitting the gym. 
too. How's 2020 affected your business? Um, so, <laughs> last year wasn't too bad. Um, my business actually thrived um, during the beginning of COVID um, last year. Um, but this year's definitely taken um, a, a different turn, um, particularly in the last four weeks with the, the Delta strain. I think people are just starting to realise, you know, they're taking this thing seriously. Um, and, you know, they're not prepared to come out um, and do training, even though we are an essential service and we can continue training. We've modified all of our training so that um, the majority of the training is done online um, mm. and the, um, the, the students just come in for their practical assessment. So they'll just come in and, and demonstrate um, their CPR. You know, we obviously we're a COVID safe, safe business, so we implement all of those um, you know, QR codes, face um, mask wearing, we wear gloves, you know, sanitising. Everybody has their own equipment, so there's no sharing of equipment. Um, and, you know, we've modified our training, so there's no practising on each other as well. So everybody just practises their skills on themselves um, to, to minimise risk. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely there's been a downturn um, quite significantly. Um, you know, particularly the last the last four weeks, um, which like you know, it's not just me that it's affecting; it's everybody. So, mm. uh, you know, to- totally get that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, there's been no we we our station's not been open since COVID nineteen. This this uh, Delta strain outbreak's been happening as well. So I haven't been going down to my local station on a Sunday. My station's okay. just around the corner. No, but it's affected everyone, Michelle, and I don't know if it's going to go away or if it's going to be around forever. Yeah, but it's, it's that unknown, isn't it? And I guess, um, you know, our way out of this is um, is through vaccination um, at this stage because, as we see, the, um, the virus mutates um, and it becomes more contagious and uh, it's obviously affecting um, you know, mm. all people across all age groups now. Uh, where, you know, initially, um, particularly here in Australia, I think we became um, a little bit complacent, uh, given the fact that we're, you know, quite remote from other countries and we weren't having to deal with what they were do- dealing with. And, um, yeah, uh, it's come back to bite us on the butt now. <laughs> mm. Exactly, because Australia was just uh, way too close to close its borders. Uh, Should have closed them quick enough to... But not only that, our, our yeah. politicians are just acting like school kids too, blaming each other as well. It's not good. Yeah, yeah. I know. No, it's not good. Everybody has to play their part, and I think if um, you know, regardless of whether you're a, a you know anti-vaxxer, vaxxer, you you believe in conspiracy theories or whatever, uh, I think we just need to take a look at the numbers, take a look at the fact that this is happening worldwide. Uh, as a paramedic, I can tell you it's definitely happening, you know. Um, you know, paramedics are working their butts off, um, putting, you know, as, as all health workers are, um, putting their own safety, their family's safety at risk to, to help others. And I think if um, the general community can just do their part and just follow the stay-at-home orders, um, you know, if you want to get vaccinated, it's up to you. Um, but, you know, follow the stay-at-home orders till we get this thing under control and those that want to get vaccinated can get vaccinated to bring those numbers mm. up and then we can try and get back to some sort of normal. Have you seen people with COVID-19 as a paramedic? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, we're picking them up daily and, um, you know, my colleagues have been affected as well. So, you know, my own colleagues have um, 
have caught COVID from the patients that they're assisting. Mm. Um, so, you know, it's, it's definitely real. It, it's out there and it's um, pretty scary. Because, you know, when this first came around, I, I thought it was just a minor little virus at first, but I was like, what, what's going on? There was no symptoms showing up straight, at, straight, straight away like SARS or MERS did, and, and I was kind of confused. And then all of a sudden it hit yeah, Italy. Because it's, um, you know, it affects everybody so differently. That's the mm. thing, you know. It's, um, you know, you can have a perfectly fit and healthy person who, you know, it, it can kill them. And then you can have somebody who, you know, has comorbidities and they may only show slight or, or no symptoms at all. So I, I guess that's the thing because it, it it's so um, varied in the way that it's affecting people that, um, people don't quite understand, you know, they might speak to someone who's courted and, you know, had no symptoms or just felt unwell for a few days, um, mm. you know, but then you speak to those people who have you know, lost their family members, you know, young, um, fit, healthy family members and um, you get that other side of the coin. So it's just, it's, you know, and we don't know how it's going to affect each and every one of us. So, you know, I'm not prepared to take that risk. So I'm fully vaccinated um, as are my family. I had my first one uh, on Monday, the AstraZeneca, but I just felt a bit bit unwell, but I was all right. Yeah, yeah, and, that, and that's very normal. It's like when you get the flu shot for the first time, you'll feel a bit fluey mm-hmm. um, until your immune system builds up those antibodies and then um, is prepared to fight it once, you know, if you come in contact with it. Now, uh, this COVID-19 has pretty much become a business because every country has their own vaccine, Michelle. Uh, you know, America's got Johnson and Johnson. Australia's got the Pfizer and the AstraZeneca. Russia says they've got their own. It's crazy. I was saying that this COVID nineteen has become sort of like a business because every country's got their own vac- vaccination as well. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. That's the thing. You know, um, obviously it's uh, cheaper if you can produce it in your your own country. Um, and I guess because of the amount of vaccines that are needed, um, it obviously makes more sense if um, it can be um, sourced and and made within within the own within their own country. Um, you know, we're, we're lucky here in Australia that um, our health organisation are quite stringent with what they allow um, us to, to take and the vaccines that we have that, you know, we've pretty got, much got top shelf choice. Mm. You know, other countries are sort of, you know, doing their own, which may not be as effective as, as what we've got here. Yeah, you remember the so meat... Something's better than nothing. <laughs> well, that's it. You remember the media was scaring people about all these blood clots with the AstraZeneca? Yeah, 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 absolutely. You know, and the thing is, the risk is there for, you know, you can people can be affected by taking Panadol, you know, mm. which is probably one of the safest drugs in the world that you can, you can take now. But, um, you know, there's going to be the odd person that it's going to affect um, and be detrimental to. You've got to weigh up the risk versus the benefits and then also look at the statistics as to the amount of, you know, amount of vaccinations that have occurred to the amount of um, the deaths that have occurred as a result of it. And um, that's, the, I guess, everybody's entitled to make their own informed decision mm. based on those. Yeah, you remember last year, always hearing about Donald Trump. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. He's a bit of a crazy fella, you know. You know, he... Don't, don't, go drink, don't go drinking sanitizer or disinfectant. <laughs> he, he shaved Vince McMahon's head bald at WrestleMania years ago. And Steve Austin stunted him. I'm serious. Yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, no, I don't know. Like, 2020, it was like the weirdest year of my life. Yeah, I think I think everybody's, you know, it's the same same for everybody. Uh, you know, particularly, um, you know, for me, I'm a very social person. I'm normally out every weekend, uh, you know, doing something, uh, seeing friends, going out for lunch or, you know, fishing, whatever it might be, and to be stuck at home every weekend. Um, there's only so many times I can clean out my cupboards, you know, mm. and they're, they're looking pretty good at the moment. Mm. <laughs> so... <laughs> I guess, um, you know, it's a good opportunity for people to actually, I guess, stay home and do those jobs that they haven't had a chance to do, which is why renovations have gone through the roof, um, and we've definitely done our own renovations here as well. But I'm definitely looking forward to the to the end of it. Um, I'm particularly hoping um, at Christmas time that, you know, we'll be able to spend time with family. Yeah, no, that's it. That's exactly right, you know. <laughs> But uh, what what what's your future uh, plans? Are you going to stay as a paramedic or change careers? What are you, what are you going to do? Yeah, no, no. Um, so yeah, my plan is to um, you know continue on uh, as a paramedic at this stage, uh, and obviously build my business. So my business is my focus. Um, uh, I love my paramedic work. It it um it obviously gives me experience. Um, it makes me a good trainer in that regards because I can share my experiences. Um, mm. It validates um, what I say. Um, but my my business has, you know, probably uh, tripled um, in the last two years. And uh, and my goal is to um, continue building building that business, um, offering you know high quality first aid training um, delivered by paramedics, not just you know some random. That's um. Uh, got their first aid certificate and decided they wanted to, to deliver first aid. So, um, you know, delivering high-quality first aid training in in the Camden, MacArthur, Campbelltown um, regions, that's that's my whole aim. Yeah, I, I started uh, in 2020 uh, my journey as a businessman. I thought I was just ready to do it. So, I mean, I'm enjoying it. I'm, I'm more of a create, creative person. Yeah. But yeah, I, good on you. I tr- no, good on you. It's you know, it I, takes some guts to to make that step. But I try. I tried things like stock market investing, but I, I couldn't get my head around it. All these dividends, hedge funds, Bitcoin. I'm not a numbers person. Oh yeah, 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 me either. <laughs> you read? You read that? I'm more of a hands-on person. <laughs> you read that book by uh, Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad Poor Dad? Did you get involved in any of that? Yeah, yeah, I've seen those books around. I haven't haven't read them myself. Mm-hmm. What about entrepreneurship books? Uh, do you read any of that stuff? No, no. Um, I, I guess I've been fortunate enough that um, my husband uh, has had a business for twenty years, so um, I've been involved in that business, sort of, you know, keeping the the book side of things together, mm-hmm. um, which allowed me to transition into my business very easily. Um, yeah, you know, the kids help me out with all the technology side of stuff. So all the, you know, social media um, advertising and and all that sort of stuff. So I I haven't read any of those uh, sort of business books or entrepreneurial books. I've kind of mm-hmm. just sort of you know, um, gone off the cuff and and done it myself. Yeah, so that's me. I tried bookkeeping actually, but I hated it. I was doing about one hour a week, and I, I just I was like, well, I hate it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's some great um, packages like um, apps out there now that you can use, so bookkeeping packages. So, um, you know, I use QuickBooks, really simple, really easy to use. Um, mm-hmm. You know, 
Um, I think we've been using that probably for the last two or three years. And prior to that, it was all sort of Excel spreadsheets, which was a nightmare. It used to take me hours and hours and hours. And now, you know, it literally takes me minutes mm. <laughs> to do my books. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you have any, you know, have you been travelling in in the last couple of years? I went travelling as well. I miss travelling. Yeah, I miss travelling too. Um, just before... Um, 2020, so September 2019, um, we were in Europe for um, for six weeks, and then the year before that, we were in uh, Europe again, um, you know, on a few cruises. So yeah, definitely, miss, we're supposed to be in um, Africa this year, um, mm-hmm. but that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so I was fortunate enough um, just before we went into this lockdown that um, we got to travel um, just over two weeks um, from Northern Territory down to um, to Uluru. Mm-hmm through Kakadu, so that was amazing. Uh, and I guess COVID's a thing for that because otherwise I would have been overseas. So it was actually nice to see some of our own country. Yeah, yeah, I've I've been to the Northern Territory. It's uh, I went there in the wet season in, I think it was 2000, yeah, 2019 on a top deck tour. Yeah, that was an inter- interesting place to go. And went, went to New Zealand a year before that. And then in 2018, went to the United States on my own. And then uh, at last year, 2020 was the last time I travelled on the first responders cruise for the, you know, vo- volunteer firefighters, SES. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was with the yep. Royal Caribbean. So that was free. I thought, yes, yeah, I I'll take that. it. I'll take it. I'll get on the boat. I had a nice balcony room to myself. It was awesome. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, definitely um, travel is definitely one of those things that... That I think everybody's missing. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, but yeah. it's so, it's so expensive, Michelle. Like they overprice things at certain times of the year. Yes, yeah, yeah. You got to um, kind of. I mean, I guess pick the right time. So we always make sure we try and avoid school holiday periods for travelling. Um, but, you know, when you're travelling overseas, you want to travel in the nice weather, which is, of course, going to be the more expensive time of the year as well. But you can't pay for life experience, can you? No. Matter of fact, uh, I like going on cruises better. Yeah, I've been on a few cruises. Mm -hmm. Yeah, did a Mediterranean cruise when we were in Europe. It was amazing. Through the Greek islands, Croatia. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah, uh, I love the ocean. You know, you got everything on the boat. That's that's the main. Yeah, yeah, everything in the. Yeah, the, there's things like concerts too. The last concert I went to was a free one by the Support Act. It was in November last year. I miss live music. As you know, I'm, oh, a, yeah, yeah. I'm a musician. Uh, I miss miss those old days. And yeah, hopefully can go see li- a live performance again. Yeah, let's hope so. Um, you know, I've got tickets from what was it? when were we supposed to go to a concert last year? Yeah, they got postponed um, to March next year, but I can't see it happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Look, look. Thanks for coming on the podcast today, Michelle. No, thanks for having me, Steve. It was um, good seeing you again and all growing up. Mm-hmm. But where can people find <laughs> Doing you? Well for the yeah, where where can people find you on your social media? Um, so they can 
um, look up hands-on first aid. So um, it's hands-on mm-hmm. first aid um, on Facebook. Uh, also have a web page, uh, again, hands-on first aid at bigpond.com. Uh, so, um, yeah, all my courses are listed there. My contact details uh, are there. Um, but yeah, thanks for having me, Steve. It's been a been a pleasure. No, you're always welcome on on the podcast whenever you want. It's always good to chat with you as well. Yeah, 